Hope you all enjoyed the fourth We Are Back. And today on Ovias and Gilio, we'll get into some free agency drama around the Carolina Hurricanes. Gilio is absolutely over James Franklin and other whinging college football coaches. And the Shibumi shade. Yeah, you see them all over North Carolina beaches, but they're creeping all up and down the East Coast. We'll talk to one of the co-founders of Shibumi shade. OG. 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 It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. But it was something new. I mean, doing something old, but we're bringing it back, so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovias, live to tape, Eford Studios, Empire Properties in downtown Raleigh. You made it. You made it past the fourth, you pyromaniac. <laughs> she let an old I, Christmas tree on fire I, with a lot with a bunch of black cat firecrackers. I stayed safe. I stayed mostly <laughs> sober. Uh-huh. I only burned some wood in the backyard to okay. help keep those mosquitoes away. Yeah, man. But no, no burning things. No, no burning things down. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm advanced now. 48. Good for you. A little older, a little wiser. Good for you. Good for you. My, uh, my ultra ripe beer finally showed up on July 5th. <laughs> Did it? Yeah, it could. It, I would have lost that bet. As a man, I definitely would have lost that bet. We'll we'll review it tomorrow. I've got it in the fridge right now at home. I'll I'll bring it in for tomorrow. We can do a quick review. Um, all I, I don't know if I t- if I take a sip, all of a sudden I'll be demanding a blue check and engagement and various other things. Regardless, um, I'm kind of just upset that while it was canned on June 19th, according to the can, it didn't arrive until after July 4th. How American is that, guys? Come on now, get that to me so I can rock it at the pool. To be a real, true conservative dad, which I am not, but that's another story altogether. But yeah, no, fourth was good. I drank Corona. I've made the move, man. I had to go back to beer. Oh, you did? I had to go back to beer. Okay. So, like... See, Miller High Life is my beer-flavored beer of choice. Right now, I should say, anyway. Yeah. I did the, I did the, I did the beer dive at the pool. Every year, they do a beer dive. You're going to have to explain that to me. Okay. So, uh, at our pool, and I'm sure other neighborhood pools do this. Uh, all the all the adults gather around the deep end where the diving board is. And there's a women's division and a men's division. And they just toss a bunch of cheap beer into the pool. Lukewarm, cheap beer. We're talking Miller Light, Coors Light. There was like ying, Yingling Light. There were some Coronas in there, some Bud Heavies, yeah. right? And everybody gathers around and, and then they dive into the pool. It's a free-for-all. And you, and you come out of the pool with how many beers you get, right? There's a kid version so did soda. I. So did I. So why I, do they have to be warm though? Great question. Great question. They just toss them in the pool and they're warm. Ah. That's whatever. You take them home and I end up using them to cook. Okay. So I'm an old grizzled pool vet at this point, And there's been an influx of young parents that have come to the pool recently. And I had to be the bad guy because all the guys were standing on the edge of the pool. And like, guys, there's rules to this. You're not going to get 50 dudes to jump into the deep end at the same time and everybody come out, you know, fine. So at some point I had to talk to one of the guys who's part of the pool membership board. Do some waves. It, 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 I didn't do some waves. It's like, it's like, it's like, do I need to, do I have to use my radio voice? <laughs> and Ben's like, can you please? So I started yelling like, I need everybody to sit down. Anyway, I walked out of there or I came out of the pool with eight beers. It's actually not that it feels bad. pretty impressive since yeah. there's no shirt. Yeah, put no, yeah, I put I put two beers in my pockets. Okay, in a, a pocket each, right? 
And, but I got nothing compared to my neighbor, Ben, who walked out of there with 14 beers, 14. I have so many questions. How did he get them out of the pool? He swam out with them. He just gathered them all up. He had some under his chin. He had some under his armpit. I think he had some in his trunks. So Ben walks out of there and I'm like, did you just corral other people's beers? He goes, no, I just had them all. And there's rules to it too. Like uh, our old colleague, Jim, he's a longtime member at the pool. He's now retired off the board. He goes, yeah, I'm the reason why you can no longer toss beers out of the deep end. Because what he devised was he would, the old timer, he would jump in and he would coordinate with the kid, with his kid. So he'd grab a beer and toss it to the kid and then he'd go back for more. I mean, this is ingenious. So they banned yeah, that. Yeah. They banned that part of it. So there's all sorts of ways they've gone about this. And I had to be the enforcer bad guy uh, for the beer dive. So well, that's you, what I think of when I think of you. The bad guy? The bad guy. Yeah, I'm always the bad guy. Yeah, I'm always the bad guy. <laughs> now, speaking of speaking of bad guys, uh, that seems to be the case right now with the NBA and free agency. I, over the weekend, it finally, like somebody, something finally had to give between Dame Lillard and the Portland Trail Blazers. And... The 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 impression that most NBA insiders were giving to the whole thing was nobody wants to be the bad guy. The trailblazers don't want to seem like they're giving up, even though they kind of have, and they've got Scoot Henderson and they're kind of going into rebuild mode. And Dame doesn't want to like torch any goodwill by being like any other superstar that demands a trade. So I think both parties have been trying to play this weird game of chicken to see, well, who's the one that looks like they're going to initiate whatever, even though it's completely devoid of context and how the NBA operates right now. Most people are used to a superstar that's on a team that's not winning to want to go somewhere that wins. So nobody's going to blame Dame Lillard for wanting to go to say the Miami heat, which is apparently his preferred destination, which has kind of gummed up the works because if you know, you want to go somewhere, what kind of leverage do you have if you're the Miami heat? But then again, what are the packages for Dame Lillard at this point? Because as a lot of people have pointed out, Joe, they might've missed the boat by three years to really get in on the Dame Lillard hall that you could have pulled in versus what you could get now, which doesn't really look like the offers are all that enticing. Yeah. Lillard's been the anomaly in the, in the modern NBA. He really has in a small market. He's tried to carry the blazers. He, he's tried to do the what Westbrook did with Oklahoma city after Kevin Durant left and came close conference finals in 19. And they've never really been able to, you know, they had CJ McCollum, um, Nurkic, they've had some other bigs that they've tried to pair with him. Uh, he's so ball dominant, though. He has some James Harden in him. Uh, it plays a much prettier game than James Harden. He's a, he's a much better shooter than James Harden, but he's still a ball dominant player who you're trying to figure out, well, who do you pair him with? So it would be the um, the most of fascinating of experiments to put him on heat culture mm -hmm. and see what would happen if He's had to do so much in Portland. He's had to do everything in yeah. Portland. Yeah. Right. So if you put him in a situation in Miami where it's like, hey, you know, we've talked about this before with with Brooklyn. The, the premise of Brooklyn was, okay, tonight's your night. Okay. <laughs> tonight's my night. Right. Right. It was right. supposed to be handed off. The Lakers did this in 20, mm -hmm. the year that they won it. It was LeBron it's pretty LeBron's much night. the whole year mm -hmm. said to Anthony Davis, go eat. And people don't remember. AD was actually the best player on that team mm -hmm. until it was closing time. And in the playoffs, and of course it was in the bubble, but in the playoffs, that's when LeBron stepped in and said, all right. And that's really hard to do though, to have that type of hierarchy, to have that, you, you have to be totally selfless, right? Like we've seen this with Kyrie yeah. where he struggled earlier in his career where he wanted all of the credit. 
And I think it's hard for these players to not want the credit, right? You're doing all the work, so you want the credit. But if he goes to Miami, what? but what becomes more important to you if you're Damian Lillard? You were in Portland. It was your team. It was your franchise. You showed all of the loyalty that anybody could have ever wanted from you. Yeah. You had moderate success, but not the ultimate success. The last two years have been trying, to say the least. The last two years have also been, well, wait a second, are they tanking? Yeah, <laughs> Which, that's, that's, that's been... You know, it's kind of like... They're, I, I think most of this year, Portland was actively tanking mm-hmm. in the games that Lillard didn't play in. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's a tough situation in terms of when you're hyper focused online, when you're all, when you're always online, like there are a handful of NBA, no more than a handful, but there are, Durant is the ultimate example of always, you know, extremely online, and you care so much about what other people think. Now you might front and well, I don't care. They all care. No, you care, and that's fine. That's the whole point. Everybody cares. So yeah, I, you know, the one thing I don't want for him is for him to end up in Brooklyn. No, oh, geez. Because Brooklyn keeps acting like, no, we're still serious about basketball. No, no, you're not. No, no, you're not. No, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Miami. I think they're just trying to work out what you know. Portland's trying to get as much as they can out of Miami. Miami, knowing full well that we probably have your best offer. Plus, that's where he wants to go. And other teams might be shying away from the fact that well, he doesn't want to be here. Not that Dame Lillard is going to be a guy who's just going to pout. He's not going to James Harden his way out of a situation. I don't think he's wired that way. I'm a casual NBA fan at best. And I can tell you that Dame Lillard does not strike me as a guy who's just not going to give a crap the way that James Harden did when what the, that second stint with Houston, which he, he kind of oh, lazied his way out of strip club his way out. Yeah, of it, yeah, exactly. So, and then of course now you know, that leads to other NBA speculation. It's funny. The other NBA bit of news this week, and they're officially going to announce it this weekend is this NBA midseason tournament. And I feel like the NBA really does have two seasons. And I do wonder which season is the one that NBA fans ultimately care about or what the content factory cares about. There's the season itself, which Adam Silver, the commissioner, is doing his damnedest to try to get people to give a damn about. Know. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I like the idea of a midseason tournament. And apparently the Final Four is going to be in Las Vegas. These are going to count towards the standings up until the actual championship game. And we'll see what the incentives are to other than money. I was going to say financials enough. Is financials enough? Is it better players? Dra- is a draft pick better for a team too? Like to, you know, kind of, because you got to remember tanking is all involved in this. And how can you right. get people to not tank? Well, how does a midseason tournament play into that? So I'll be curious to see what all the parameters are. Well, is, you know, the problem, you know, the real problem with tanking. And that is if you're San Antonio and they actively tank and they this actively year, tank absolutely too? for yeah, Victor they did. They did. Every time they actively tank, they end up with a generational superstar. Pays off. You see what I'm saying? It pays off. So Philly, everyone gets mad about the process, but Philly had all they were doing was copying the Spurs, who, by the way, turned that active tanking Mm -hmm. in the late 90s Mm -hmm. into, you know, five championships. Now, that is to that's not to dismiss the Tony Parker, the Manu Ginobili, the Kawhi Leonard picks, which were brilliant by the Spurs. Sure. Okay. But none of it happens without Duncan. And now we'll see what they can do around Wembenyama. Now, the way that they've loaded the lottery, though, for the most part, you know, Detroit's actively tanked, right? Mm-hmm. This year, this year was a probably a, a elevated example because of everyone knew what the prize was. But you look at the NBA and, and the way that you can quickly jump back in this thing, or if you just get into the playoffs, you never know what might happen. Well, that's that, Miami. that was this year. That was the and that that's the Heat. That the Heat tend to do this for some. That's kind of their steez right now. And I guess adding Dame Lillard would, you know, these are the kind of guys that would make them, I don't know, 
I don't want to say obvious favorites, but but that back to my my main point about you know what season do people ultimately care about in the NBA? And there's been a, this, this, this diminished returns on the regular season because all anybody ever wants to talk about is well, where's who's going where, right? Yeah. So like this week alone, in my dabbling with national sports talk, it was all right. Well, James Harden's done in Philly. The process is over. Will Joel Embiid demand a trade? I'm like, okay. And then we're doing the same thing with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo can just say, oh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed my summer in this town or whatever. And people are like, oh, does that mean he wants to be a New York Nick? You know, will he do this X, Y, Z? I feel like there's its own season to the NBA that's obsessed with player movement and tanking and who's going to get drafted more so than the actual regular season. And then the actual, the actual basketball season is the playoffs. <laughs> is it bad? I don't know. I don't know. Is it bad? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we all can't be the NFL. No, we cannot. Right? You can't all you can't all have just have one well, game a week where you get people focused on one game a week. So if you're an eight, if you've an 82 game schedule, don't you think the NHL would love to be the NBA? Yeah, and that don't people you, are, don't people you think are, Major League Baseball well, would love to be the NBA? It's funny you mentioned uh, the NHL. Depends on what uh, what Twitter threads or or threads, if you will, the new app that Instagram dropped last night you're obsessed with because with the Canes and this Tarasenko signing that may or may not happen. And there's like a shift in or a change in representation, everything else. It's been quite the process. We'll talk to Luke to about that news and observer a little bit later on in the podcast. Let's uh, get to a little housekeeping. Shall we? Housekeeping. Add a stickers. I mailed out all the stickers we had. I had to re up on stickers. So, or at least the, the initial run of stickers, which is the little OG logo with the crumpled paper. Shout out to Anna at Sound Off who designed that. She also designed a, a hologram sticker that's like five stars only. I should be getting those this week. Ooh, so I, but I put them in the that mail. Feels fancy. It's super fancy. I put them in the mail yesterday, so people should be getting them. If you're Raleigh based or triangle based, you should be getting them today. Uh, I did send a couple to Florida. <laughs> I did send a, a couple to what was the, what was the furthest one I sent away? I think the furthest one I sent away was in Texas. So I love looking at the data. On the podcast. Oh, it's where it's, people it's, download from. It's, it's hilarious. It's so good. I can tell we got some military folks that are listening because yeah. I can tell where the bases are overseas. I'm like, yep. All right. Shout out. Shout out to the service who's listening, trying to get some sort of semblance of uh, back home with NC State, Carolina, and Duke. All right. So let's say you had a wonderful fourth, but you realized, you know what? I need a house that can do better entertaining. You need to contact our friends at Hometown Realty. Check them out, myhtr.com. Like, this is prime time to understand what you do and what you don't have in your house, right? So, if you're hosting for Fourth of July or cookouts, like, ah, you know, my the current house that I have right now is just not conducive to an outdoor kitchen setup. Well, Hometown Realty can help you out, Joe. Yeah, Barry Woodard and his team, they have more than 250 agents and six locations. Look, if you're looking to buy, sell, rent, you're looking commercial, residential, Barry and his crew, hometown realty, myhtr.com, or you can give them a call, 919-550-7355. Also, shout out to Whitaker and Hamer. They got all your legal needs covered. Check them out, wh.lawyer. Whitaker and Hamer uh, can make sure that you um, can have, maybe if you host the 4th of July, they can devise, I should have contacted them, they can devise a release form saying, hey, look, if you're checking out fireworks, these may or may not be illegal. We can neither confirm nor deny. It's up to you 
to practice firework safety. Do you think they could do that for me? Or are you, have you witnessed spike ball recently? I have witnessed spike ball. Yeah. Yes. My boys are, are into the spike ball. What, what's in the pocket? What's on the rim? I might need them to come up with a whole new <laughs> set of rules. So all of these 18 year olds aren't in my backyard arguing. But basically what we're saying is if you can think of it, you can name it. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, they got more than 20 years experience in law. They can help you out on your house, close on your house, start a business, sell a business, anything. Maybe it's spike ball rules related. Check them maybe, out. Maybe. Raleigh, Clayton, Fugray, Moorhead City, or all of the G's, Goldsboro, Gastonia, and Garner. They have the world's greatest URL, wh.lawyer. It's 919-772-7000. And shout out to Network for Entrepreneurs in Wilmington, N-E-W-I-L-M.com to find out more. Look, we talk about the triangle and all the growth that's going on here, but the triangle is not the only place in North Carolina that is seeing exponential growth. Wilmington is too, and it's a hotbed for entrepreneurs. Uh, Jim Roberts, who heads up Network for Entrepreneurs in Wilmington, uh, has a bunch of events going on, good networking events. They got an event coming up on July 13th that helps with media and startups and how to best play that. Who knows? Maybe you'll get a tutorial on threads and how that can help out your business. But there's been a lot of startups and a lot of successful exits out of Wilmington, and they can help you out. Yeah. You can find Jim on Facebook or LinkedIn. It's Jim R. Roberts. He's done such a great job down there in Wilmington helping out. Uh, it's a support group mm -hmm. for, for startups. And, you know, listen, you don't have to leave the beach to do your job. And you yep. don't have to just be there in the summer. You can be there year round. New was named the number one startup ecosystem in the country for cities with fewer than 300,000 people. Network for Entrepreneurs, where the river of innovation meets an ocean of possibilities. Speaking of the beach... Now, you're supposed to go to the beach this weekend, but you know, things happen. I'm sure you'll get out there. Um, and if you go out to Wilmington, I go to Carolina Beach a lot because uh, we got some family friends that have a house out there and it's easy to park <laughs> at their property and just walk to the beach. But if you go to a beach in North Carolina, what are you going to see, Joe? You're going to see blue and teal. Yeah. You're going to see a brilliant innovation. Yes. I was thinking about this and, and Dane is about to join us, but here's the truth. Like we're state grads. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in, we're in this studio doing a podcast struggling, <laughs> right? Trying to, trying to make our shit work. Dane, the Carolina grad, him and his bro banking, just brilliant. Just making all, brilliant. Sorts, all sorts of money. The difference between state and Carolina right yeah, there. It's man. right there. Dane Barnes joining us, uh, co-founder of Shibumi Shade. Dane, what's going on, man? Joe and Joe, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Congrats on the podcast and, and thanks so much for having me on today. Yeah, no, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. And, um, I, I cracked up earlier this year, uh, Kelly and I, and the kids, we went to the U S Virgin Islands for spring break and we were staying at cinnamon Bay, part of the national park and the cruise ships eventually show up. And then people just kind of disperse to the various beaches. I was walking back to the national park basically their food container where they have beer to go get myself a cheap beer. As I'm walking back, I see it. I see the Shibumi shade, the, you know, there's a very distinctive look of the Shibumi shade. As I'm walking past this family, I said, y'all from North Carolina, right? And they looked at me like, yeah. And I go, Shibumi shade gave it away. So that's kind of, that's kind of where things are at right now with Shibumi shade. That, that's gotta be pretty cool to see this, this thought you guys had with the beach really just kind of organically grow and, and become distinctive like this. Yeah, it, it's it's really amazing. Um, so I started Shibumi with my brother Scott and and best friend Alex back in 2016, and you know we grew up going to the beaches all our lives, and we were frustrated by the poorly designed shades of umbrellas and tents that you know break and blow away, and they're not that portable, and all of those things. 
Um, and so we founded Shibumi with the guiding belief that beach time should be easy uh, and, and more carefree. And so our first product, the Shibumi Shade, was our, was our answer to all of those things that frustrated us, you know, in other beach products. And it's just been amazing to see how popular it's become both in the Carolinas and certainly far, far beyond as well. How did, how did you know the color scheme was yeah, going to so be the, color, the right one? The, the color scheme um, is, you know, the, the blue and teal. And so that represents um, the deep water and shallow water. So we, we wanted to create a color scheme that, that really fit with the place of the beach. Um, some people ac- accuse us of it being Duke Blue in Carolina, but it's not. It's blue and teal. So uh, <laughs> I guess we hear that from state fans mostly. I, I don't know, yeah, but uh, it is not. It is I not mean, Carolina Blue and, and Duke Blue. There's nothing wrong with repping the heels, man. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I thought that's what it was. <laughs> You're not the only one, that's for sure. Okay. All right. So here, here would be my here would be my question. I mean, clearly you guys have hit on something. It's it's the secrets out. I mean, I had a buddy of mine. Uh, text me the New York mag story and review on Shibumi shade. So at that point, it's like, well, forget it. Like this is just going to blow up even more. It's really easy to just milk it. I mean, you could easily license those shades. Could you not? I mean, you tell me that you couldn't tap into some state fans that would come up with like a red and white version or a red, black and white version or, any other schools for that matter? You, I I guess don't you, limit yourself. Get those you, crazy SEC fans. Say, have man. you thought about that? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's Tennessee not or Tennessee Orange. Orange. <laughs> you got all the Virginia Tech fans coming down to the Outer Banks, like all that kind of stuff. Have you thought about that? Yeah. So you know, for us, it is, it's it's uh, it's interesting that Shibumi Beach Shades can now be found in more than 800 beaches worldwide, and are certainly the most popular beach shade on the East Coast, and then uh, growing a lot in the Gulf Coasts as well. And, you know, as far as colors, we have been, um, you know, staying in our lane with the blue and teal, because when you see, when you go out to the beach and you look left and right, and just for miles, all you see is the blue and teal, it really becomes a branding moment and a, and a marketing moment. So that people know that that is a Shibumi <clears throat> beach shade. And so, you know, we think about other colors sometimes. And in the early days, people would say, oh, you guys should come out with you know, purple and, and gold or mm-hmm. red and white or, you know, whatever else. And, and now more people say, hey, don't come out with new colors. We, we, we really like it. Um, and and it, it is a statement, you know, out, out on the beach. All right. Let, 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 this, is a, this is a podcast. This is a show. So it's the summer. Okay. I, I need your Carolina Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I see. I'm I'm embarrassing as a Carolina fan to do this. Um, you know, Jordan's obviously at the top, but I, I'll just stop right there. I mean, actually, I I, I graduated in in 2009. So okay. the 2009 well, national championship. Come on, come on, starting Jordan. But I'm I'm probably the worst Carolina fan out of the three of us. Uh, my brother Scott and best friend Alex went to Carolina as well. They're they're the real sports fans. And I just tag along uh, with them. So, you were at least on Franklin Street on, in 2009, right? Of course, yeah. I, I did jump over a couple of fires and right. burned my right. shoes and threw them away. But that that was one of the best experiences of my college career. Yeah, might have. Uh, I was gonna say I might have. I might have. I, I, I didn't run. Uh, you know, Kelly and I were, were. We were. We just. We exited Bubs in 2009 just to see what was going on. That's where we. That's where we watched the national championship game. In 2009, I wasn't I wasn't cool enough to go to a Final Four yet, so I just watched it in a bar in Chapel Hill, which actually ended up being the better experience anyway. 
yeah, Alex, Alex was there uh, at the final four. So oh, okay. that, was, that was pretty cool. Nice. If you remain sports agnostic, does that mean the Rams club and whatever the NIL is, doesn't come after you guys and say, Hey, we need some money. Yeah. No, no, they, they haven't. Um, so yeah, all that is, is such an, an, an interesting new world. Okay, so I'm curious, and, and Dane Barnes is joining us, uh, one of the co-founders of Shibumi Shade. If if you're from North Carolina and you're listening to this podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, my brother-in-law has brought Even it up. Even if you're not from North Carolina at this point. Yeah, you're not. Although we were up at, we were up, up in Ocean City, Maryland, visiting my brother-in-law, and he's he's got one. And I'm pretty sure we were the only ones on the on the beach with one. But I'm, again, that's this, the kind of thing that's that's going to that grow over time. So the, how many different, how many iterations of that fabric did you go through before you finally found the one? A lot. I mean, you know, we, we, so at Shibumi, we focus on improvements. So every year we come out with a new and improved shade. We don't always market that or, or kind of announce it, but every year we are making the product, you know, stronger, quieter, more durable, um, you know, whatever it is. And so, um, yeah, really, really every year we, we are doing that. And, and we released our newest and improved version uh, last summer as well. So it's, it's kind of four things. It's quieter, it's stronger, um, it is more color fast, and it is now made from uh, 40% ocean-bound recycled plastic bottles, okay. which, which, we're, which um, it, we're, we're proud of as well. Okay, no, that's 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 very cool that it's using recycled products. It's interesting you bring up the the noise factor of it. I'm I'm guessing if it's like, I, I don't think of it. You know, the the beach is is a noisy place anyway, with you know seagulls and kids and the ocean itself and and everything else that's going on. People playing music. So I, I'm I'm assuming that since you brought up the noise factor, that was one of the maybe the earlier complaints. How do, is it a fabric change that helps with that? I mean, how, how does that work exactly? Yeah, so um, that you know, some some people say that hey, the shibumi can be louder in in high winds, and so sure. we're always trying to improve. You know, it certainly does flap, and so we're trying to optimize that experience. Um, we actually built well, uh, backing up even further. We for product testing and focusing on quality and and innovation, we actually put a full size shibumi in the NASCAR wind tunnel. Uh, in Mooresville, North Carolina, right. uh, we couldn't we couldn't break it in the wind tunnel, um, and and it was pretty expensive per hour. So then we actually <laughs> then, oh, then we actually Dane, I gotta ask Dane, I gotta ask because uh, now I'm thinking about <laughs> podcast bits and can, can we afford it? How much how much did the wind tunnel cost per hour? Uh, it was a couple thousand dollars per hour, but they oh, they cut us they cut us a, a, a bit of a deal because we were not a NASCAR team, so. A little less than that, and those guys were amazing and super helpful. Yeah. It was expensive because the bit the bit that I'm immediately thinking about is Joe uses a lot of product in his hair, and we're <laughs> going to be in Charlotte. We're going to be in Charlotte in a couple of weeks. I was they just won't move. I'm just wondering, like, mm-hmm. at what point in the wind tunnel will your hair actually get messed up? It will not move. But we don't have a thousand dollars now. No, <laughs> at least not now. <laughs> at least not now. Uh, so the other question I had about uh, Shibumi, you it's not just the one you've got. The, the, the normal one, and you have a smaller version too, like a two-person Shibumi? Mini. A mini? That's right. The okay. Shibumi Shade Mini for two people. So at what is, is you know, not to give away too much of the game here, but are there other sizes you can come up with? Is there a way to like connect Shibumis, you know, over time? Like how do you, what's the next kind of product innovation, not just in terms of... Uh, <laughs> but it, Dane, will you yell at him right now? What's that? You... 
he just made the Roy Williams podcast. And now you're being the boss right now going, what's next? What are you going to do next? No, I'm just kidding. The dude he came says, up he with says, the dude reinvented the game. He said he's live. coming up with product and <laughs> let him live. Time. So I'm no. curious what's next. Let him live, man. Oh, fair enough. Play the hits, Dave. Tell him. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on that note, so yeah, as far as connecting shibumis, um, you know, people take their shibumi shades and they will connect them like a tunnel. So I think okay. the record that we've seen is five connected in a row. All right. Um, so somebody out there is going to do six and seven, uh, which would be neat to see. Um, and then as far as improvements, you know, we're always working on improving the the core products. Uh, but our mission is to raise the bar on beach time with products okay. that are, you know, thoughtfully designed, innovative. Uh, and so we do have uh, other things in the works that that we can't announce today. Uh, but next time I'm back on on the podcast, we can introduce those. But yes, things to make your your beach experience better is 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 what we're working on. And I guess we we actually did come out um, with uh, the Shibumi beach towels uh, this summer. Ooh. So they are uh, oversized. They're extra soft. Uh, velour on one side, absorbent terry on the back really high quality uh, made in Portugal. And so those, those are, are a nice compliment for your feature pool day. I dig it. Dane, I appreciate the time. Thanks for putting up with our shenanigans. Uh, it's awesome to see, you know, if we're, we're trying to mimic the whole organic growth and people uh, going to the quality of this podcast in the same way that we people see the quality, Dane, we'd be okay. Yeah, that's fine. And they see, we'll, they see the quality we'll of the Shibumi. Quarter. And to your point, yeah, it is, you know, I had a friend of mine, uh, LK, she posted on TikTok. She was in Pine Knoll Shores and it's just like, she had, I think she used like the Home Depot music on the TikTok where it's just like, here are all these Shibumis. I kind of like... 30 shaboomies all in a row, man. That's got to make you happy. It does. It, it's it's so cool to see. And, and we're so grateful for everyone's support, you know, out on the beach. And so I uh, hope everyone has has a great summer and hope you guys get get more beach time in. No, yeah, we we will. We will. Dan, appreciate it, man. Take it easy. Joe and Joe, thanks so much. <laughs> Again, that's Dane Barnes, uh, Shaboomy Shade, a very fascinating conversation with all that. And yes, Joe. Imagine just having that one idea, man. That's what I'm saying. Just imagine <laughs> like, having that one idea. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe one day we'll have a we'll have a good idea. Move on. Speaking of great ideas, it's a great idea to go to the butcher's market. It is peak summer right now. Maybe you were at the pool and you threw some stuff on your neighborhood pool grill. Maybe you've got the grill set up at home. Butcher's market has what you need. To make sure your grilling experience is awesome, they've got the signature steak tips. They got great sides. Now, Joe, you you, you clearly tried something. You clearly I, tried something. I, I I like. I need to text Kenneth and just be like, "All right, man, listen, I'm not trying to take money out of your pocket, but you need to tell me what the marinade is for the signature steak tips." Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He won't tell you. They have the best meat selection in the triangle. It's really not close. Check them out. It's thebutchersmarkets.com. The steak tips. The jalapeno marinated chickens. They make their own hot dogs. They make their own sausage. They make mm-hmm. their own bacon. You name it. You can also sign up for the Steak of the Month membership. Get fresh, never frozen hand cut steak from July through December. First one this month is a 24 ounce T bone. They're in Raleigh, Cary, and Holly Springs. Check them out. It's the butchersmarkets.com. Also, shout out to Breeze Through. We had a listener tweet that they dropped by a Breeze Through for the first time. They went by the PNC Carter Finley Stadium location there by Edwards Mill. And he posted a picture of the the growler station. He goes, oh, now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah. Well, this is the lifetime refill. Yeah. 
This is this is a little That's bit of move demand right there. That's right the move now. right now. We'll see what we can do uh, with Adam. Get our logo on there and give those away. I love it before the uh, the Open Championship, if you will. <laughs> um, now, nah, listen. You name it, breeze through the breeze through crew has you covered wherever you're going this summer. Uh, pool road going over to Walnut Creek. Stop there. Get your ice. Get your hydration drinks. Get your beer drinks. Get your beer flavored beers. You name it. They've got it at Breeze Through, Edwardsville, Pool Road, Lenore, Blowing Rock, Garner, mm-hmm. Clayton, all over. Go find them. So we are uh, getting close to ACC kickoff, which means we're getting closer to the start of the college football season, which means we are about to enter. If we haven't already entered it yet, list season, Joe. Who's on the hot seat? Oh, who's a college football playoff dark horse? Who's the X factor on your team? All these kind of fun things. And I do, I do enjoy who's on the hot seat because we're all trying to predict okay. which coach is going to find themselves either bailing for the NFL or another uh, college job, high-profile college job, or the ax man's eventually going to come for them because they're not living up to the expectations at their big place. Like at Ohio State, you know, like Ryan Day deals with it a, a little bit here. He deals with it a little bit. Get he deals with it a little bit, right? Here. This is crazy. Oh, well, what if I told you James Franklin might be on the hot seat if he doesn't get his act together? <sighs> Penn State had a chance to get out of him, and then they gave him a ten-year deal. So they made their bed with that one. Now yeah. they have to line it. Maybe they did, but I, 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 you just rolled your eyes when I brought up James Franklin, and you had uh, you had sent this to me. I guess James Franklin, Penn State's head coach, was on a podcast recently. Yes, um, was, with a former Penn State player, okay. Adam Brenneman has gotcha. started his thing. It's it's one of those things that pops into my feed all the time now. Yeah, I kind of enjoy it. A okay. uh, former player, you know, t- talks to some of his teammates, talks to some other guys, coaches, whatnot. It's, it's it's interesting. So he's on this podcast, and James Franklin's talking about how he apparently had lost a recruit, and here's the reason why. Years back, we lost a big-time recruit that really wanted to come here, but one of the sticking points for him and his family was all the other schools that we were recruiting against, the freshman football players were in singles. Their dorms were singles. And at Penn State, they were always the traditional dorm. Two in one room, the bathroom yeah, down the hallway. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know. That was something I've been trying to get done for nine years. Literally just got it done this year. And we lost a recruit to another school. It was a you know, high-profile recruit. And he went there and had a great career and then got drafted into the NFL. And what people don't understand is that guy may have made one play in one game that could have been the difference between us making the playoffs or not. Yeah or getting into a Big Ten championship game or not, or beating a certain team that we've lost to by one point. That, that could have been the difference. Imagine the difference that could have happened on the field if we had one different type of dorm, Joe. I love when coaches come up with the, the most first-world problem issues related to why they did or they, they did not get a recruit and what they have to do to keep up with everybody. This it's guy the best. It's the best. has got a new excuse every year. Yeah. And he's always got an excuse. You're at Penn State. Mm-hmm. If not the largest school in the Power Five with the largest alumni base, then in the top three, maybe mm-hmm. only Ohio State. And you can't win because, no, wait a second. <laughs> Kids who go to college have to have a roommate. Huh? There was a Wait. plot. There was a plot twist there because I thought James Franklin was going to use this as some sort of kids today are so entitled. They want a single room. They don't want to deal with a roommate. I thought that's where it was going to go. 
But instead it was, <sighs> no, we have to change what we're doing because we might lose a guy yeah. over a dorm room. Uh, listen, they've been close. And, and I can kind of feel his pain. Yeah, they've been close. They've had four seasons where they've won 11 games. They won the Big Ten in 16. Mm-hmm. They finally broke through in 16, win the Big Ten. And, and he's been a vocal proponent of like college football in the sense that his team will make the Rose Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl or the Cotton Bowl. And, and the fans are like, cool. Want you to win the national title. I want you to make the playoff because they haven't been able to break through against Ohio State or Michigan it, now that you know Harbaugh's got that thing rolling back. Yeah, and it's like there there are plenty of excuses for your location, right? You're in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, so I can understand that it can be difficult to recruit in the South or Texas or California or Florida, right? That's an excuse, but sitting here and acting like well, we we make people have roommates that's not an excuse please stop just just please stop and get better and of course james franklin in these parts for for me personally well, say this this is more of a personal issue for me you. personally yes. now james franklin if you don't recall was an assistant to ralph region at maryland and at the time debbie Yao was the ad at maryland and, and i think james franklin is a really good recruiter I'm not sure how, not sure how good of a game coach he is but it's all part of it, right? Like we can't sit here and say recruiting is not part of coaching. It is. So he has an ability, but I also look at his three years at Vanderbilt and go, okay, he, everyone knew he was leaving Vanderbilt. Yeah. As soon as he won nine games, Vanderbilt, you're not, you're not, which he did twice by yeah. the way. Okay. So you knew he was going to go somewhere, but at the time at Vanderbilt, he was acting like, Oh no, I'm in the SEC. To stay. Like he, he was just, he was just fronting at Vanderbilt. Sure. Okay. Debbie Yao had named him the successor to the coach in waiting to Ralph Regan. She ends up leaving. Obviously, that plan gets scotched. That's how he ends up at Vanderbilt. I distinctly remember in 2011 when NC State lost to Florida State. Debbie was sitting next to me in the press box. And if you haven't been to Florida State recently, they redid their press box mm-hmm. like three or four years ago. But they did it like in the middle of the heyday thinking, oh, we're going to have like 700 media members showing up for Florida State football. It's this cavernous mm-hmm. press box, okay? And if you're with a visiting media, you sit all the way on the right. Hey, Vaughn Towers ain't that different, by the no, way. No, no, no. Because when this that makes, was, I know it, it, what I'm getting at is, Towers looks small, though. I, I, I get what you're saying, but my point is that that press Idea. box yes. was built at a time, correct? Where oh no, we accommodate. need, yeah, we need 700 credentialed men. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. So we're sitting here in this cavernous <laughs> press box. NC State is just getting blasted by a Florida State team that would win, win the national championship the next year mm-hmm. was very, very good. This was Jimbo running at his hottest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. State's just getting blasted and, and Jimbo's running fake punts and all this other. And I'm just like, oh, this is ugh, gross. <laughs> in, in the first quarter, she turns to me and she goes, who's James playing today? Now, keep in mind, my oldest son is named James. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking she's talking about my son. And I'm like, well, yeah, his basketball leagues in this. Oh, oh, you, oh, you mean James, James Franklin. Franklin. You mean James Franklin. You mean James Franklin. So I, I looked it up and it was like a team, you know, like they could have Arkansas or it was like a game they could win. Mm-hmm. And we're talking a little bit about James and how much he loves James and this and that. And now State's getting pasted. And then she's asking me about Danny O'Brien, who the year before, of mm-hmm. course, beat, NC State in 2010 mm-hmm. in the Tory Smith game and prevented NC State from getting to the ACC championship game, right? Still a touchy subject for some people. And it was like rumored at the time that O'Brien was leaving because Randy Etzel was, yeah. you know, 
basically dicking him around for the lack of a better term right now. So she goes to me, she goes, do you think we could get James and Denny next year? <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, we got Tom and you got another year of Mike. You realize that was the whole point yeah. of Russ not being here. Yeah. And she just looked at me like, oh. <laughs> and sure enough, they play Maryland at the end of that year. And they're, they're getting crushed at halftime. She made some calls legitimately. And Mikey G leads the biggest comeback in, in school history. And, but it was only one more year. Yeah. And, and, so, and James, James, after uh, fair, uh, oddly enough, after beating state right in the bowl game, mm-hmm. in, uh, that was Dana Bible subbing in. He comes back for the next year. They win nine games. Penn state comes calling and he's been at Penn state ever since. It's a huge job. Yeah, uh, it was, job. it was the right hire at the time uh, during the pandemic. They obviously, they struggled and well, it looked like he was not going to be there anymore. Yeah. But I think you're about to tell me the thing that you love to tell me that only one team can win every year. It's not even that it actually, it's a deeper problem with a lot of these big 10 schools. Honestly, it's a lot of these big 10 schools and where the game is going and where recruits want to be. I'm, I'm guessing it yeah. wasn't just the dorm room. Okay. Sure. It's just that Jay James is using this as an excuse to like, I finally got what I wanted. Well, you how, see, if I had gotten every, what I wanted sooner. Every single coach. You want to tie it back to state? I mean, how often did Tom O'Brien go on and on and whinge about not having a practice facility? A, a practice facility. Okay. He finally got it. Oh, well, we need <laughs> this. Fire. We need this. <laughs> we need it. So James is just u- using this as an example of, look, even Mike Krzyzewski had a power play. Even yeah. Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. I'm going to the Lakers. Oh, well, I, I, I'm not getting this indoor practice facility. Well, man, I might just go <laughs> to the Lakers. Whoa. And of course, Roy's sitting here going like, of course, Roy never said this out loud at the time. He's like, man, I got that call too. Like, what are you talking about? But Kay had to use it for leverage. So that's all James is doing here. Every single one of these coaches, and we'll wrap on this. Every single one of these coaches is saying these things very strategically. There is a science to it. It's like when Nick Saban's talking about, well, I mean, Texas A&M's out here buying all the recruiting classes. That wasn't a shot at Jimbo. No. That was a message a call to, to arms. That to was the a fan call base. to the NIL group saying, hey, dumbasses, this is the game now. I, we can I can make fun of Greg Schiano all day because he's Mr. Football Man. But the smartest thing we that, play to the end. The smartest thing <laughs> that Rutgers ever figured out before everybody else was we ain't gonna win on facilities. We never were. But guess what we can do now? We can start doing this on NIL. So that's all. That's all James Franklin is doing. In a way, I don't blame him. And you're going to see more coaches doing this. Uh, we're not more coaches doing it. Coaches are always going to do that. Just going to start changing what they're arguing about. And now the argument is going to be more the Nick Saban route of we need these guys to be spending money to get players. Which just leads to another issue. Just altogether. so you know, if you watch Will Levis and Sean Clifford in practice and decide that Will Levis is not better than Sean Clifford, that's a you problem. That has nothing to do with the dorms. Okay, James Franklin. <laughs> When you can't identify the first round NFL pick on your own roster, that's a you problem that has yeah, nothing fair. to do with, oh man, I can't believe we make these college kids sleep in the same room that's together. That's fair. That's fair. We're moving on. Shout out to Oak City Sports Cards, downtown Raleigh. When are we going? By the way, we got to pick up our cards for ACC kickoff. To we do remember to go. some dudes I've, and I've Pokemon put in, cards. I've put in the order with Weston and things I know. Weston will definitely take care of us. Go check them out at oakcitycards.com or just go downtown or right, right there off of Glenwood. Mm-hmm. Great spot. Basketball, football, baseball, hockey, you name it. They have it. Oak City Sports Cards. Also, get your cards graded. If you have cards right now that you think, hey, I might want to sell this. It might be worth something. 
The only way to get the best value for it is to get it graded. Weston can help you get it graded. Again, it's oakcitycards.com. Also, shout out to Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. Uh, Yesterday, well, on the 4th of July, uh, it was a gross day. And I thought to myself, man, imagine if Mosquito Authority had not come out and treated the yard. It would have been 10 times worse than it was. But thankfully, Mosquito Authority has been coming through the summer, making sure that the mosquitoes are kept at bay best as possible. And they can do the same thing for you. But again, it goes beyond just mosquitoes this time of the year. You might be thinking about other pest issues in your house, and that's where Pest Authority comes in. Yeah, bugsbite.com. Go check them out. Hayes Lancaster and his crew. You got bugs inside. You got them outside. Moisture under the house. You got mice in the attic. You name it. Mosquito Authority and keyword there, Pest Authority. They can handle all of those needs for you. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, columnist, news, and observer. He is Luke DeCock. He is at uh, the beach headquarters. What's going on, Luke? Yes, the satellite. We we made the move to Charlotte, so to speak. Um, I'm good. I canceled. <laughs> did, you, did you get state incentives to do that? I, if you did, I got a, a great view of Bank of America Stadium. No, uh, yeah, no. I canceled all my other radio interviews this week to try to get a real vacation. Haven't been on Twitter. Created oh, a account. Didn't nice. publicize it. Tried to delete it about 45 seconds later. Um, but I'll I'll come on and and hang out with you guys. I think it's too late. I, I think I already followed you on Threads, unless you deleted it. No, I try. You can't. You have to delete your Instagram account to get rid oh, of it. Oh, for real? So, yeah. Oh, around. Man, they are not, not only not yeah. only does it violate the EU's privacy standards, like you can't <laughs> use it in Europe, but now you get to choose between living a threadless life or an Instagram. I, it's fine. I'm kind of over Instagram anyway. If that's what yeah. it comes to, it'll be. Yeah. But I I tried to park Luke Decock, and someone already has it. I'm like who, who? What? Like. So if, there, if you see a Luke Decock without an underscore in the middle of it, it's a, impossible. There's only one of you. There's so many of me. Yeah, there's a ton. Yeah, of no, I mean, there's not like a Luke Decock sports and an LD Decock and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah no, it's very, maybe, very weird. I don't give I don't give gold enough credit to, to create a Luke Decock burner to, uh, <laughs> to kind of off the streets, to spoof <laughs> you and talk about certain things. Yeah, so I appreciate you coming on uh, to try to get a real vacation, but you can't get a real vacation when free agency starts. Luke, come on now. Yeah, no, that's. I'm just saying. I mean, you probably were loving that Twitter had a rate limit um, that was exceeded because you couldn't really keep up what's going on, but. As we've as we've come out of that haze and we're getting a better idea of what the Canes roster is going to look like, there's some loose threads that have everybody kind of like I need I need to hit. Give me some more news on Tarasenko. What's going on, Luke? So I guess we need like the too long didn't read version. There yeah. was an initial report that the indicate or the speculation was that Tarasenko was going to sign with the Carolina Hurricanes, but then. You know, Adam say, hey, there's no deal in place. I know you, you're aware of this as well. And then all of a sudden, last night I'm seeing he's got a change in agent representation. So everything resets. What What is going on? I mean, I, I think you summed it up. He had offers. Um, you know, there was at some point some agent or someone told somebody that he was going to take the Hurricanes offer. Obviously, he had didn't um, or that was inaccurate. Um, there never was a formal deal in place. And, you know, he sort of looked at the offers in totality and said, I want to hire new agents and start over. I don't like this. I think what happened is, you know, I, I thought Tarasenko was the player the Hurricanes needed at the deadline. And the <laughs> Rangers beat them to him. Okay. Um, at the right I thought point. He really was, you know, you know, you look at, he's, he's on the downside of his career. He's erratic. Um, his analytics aren't as good as they used to be. But I thought he could help the Hurricanes because he can score goals. And I think he would have helped the Hurricanes. I think he would have helped them give them some more scoring depth, especially when, you know, Tara Vining got hurt 
you know, that's a guy who, who can kind of help you on the wings there. Uh, but I don't know how much he helps them now, to be honest. I think if you add Tarasenko, what you're doing is bolstering your roster so you can move a different piece, which is probably, you know, Tara Vinen because he's got one year left on his deal. Um, but this stuff happens. It happened last year with uh, Mason Marchman. You know, he had the rumor was he'd signed with the Hurricanes. And then six hours later, he actually signed in Dallas. And it was credible people saying Mason Marchmont has agreed to terms with her. And, man, you want to do some retconning there. Mason Marchmont on the Hurricanes last year, like, <laughs> he was everything they were missing. He's got yeah. snarl. He can score goals. He's a finisher. He would have been incredible. So, you know, that was a huge opportunity that 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 missed. Now they ended up doing other things, and, and that's fine. That's the way it works sometimes. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of thing that happens in a – I mean, quite frankly, in a rumor-based business, which is what hockey free agency is, everybody racing to be first. And sometimes, you know, someone jumps the gun and someone else shoots them down and maybe they're both right. Speaking of changing agents, Pesci, new agent. Noticeably, we have not seen a new deal for him. He is the one year left. What do you suspect uh, now with Orloff in, in the fold? What do you suspect happens with Pesci? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things that can happen here. One is I love the idea of the Hurricanes playing with all those guys with Slavin and Burns and Shea and Pesci and Orlov, because, you know, Orlov's deal, while very large in the short term is not a long-term deal. It retains the flexibility they needed. I mean that, and people, I don't think understand how good Orlov is. This reminds me of last year when people were like, wow, Brent Burns and Tony D'Angelo kind of had the same number of points. Isn't this just a, you know, aren't they downgrading because he's older? And it's like, dude, this is not apples and oranges. This is like, apples and camels like there's no comparison between tony d'angelo and brent burns they're barely playing the same sport let alone the same position but people were like legitimately hand-wringing like can brent burns replace tony d'angelo and like i, I know this is kind of like that the twitter meme about there's some guy on twitter saying i saw Tony totally tony uh such curry can't shoot um <laughs> but there were people who were legitimately concerned because i got their emails and they they were in my mentions and i was telling them like no no this is Significant. Tectonically difficult. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's the same thing like Orlov. Nothing against Shane Gossespierre, who I thought was better than his reputation. And, you know, it wasn't great, but he wasn't a huge liability. He had, yeah, added something to the second power play. Not that the power play was great. But going from Shane Gossespierre to Dmitry Orlov, who does a little bit of everything really well um, and not being linked to him for the long term. So you don't have this sort of, you know, long tail baggage with him. Um, I'd love to see him go through with those five guys in Jalen Chatfield because um, they can't. I mean, they have the cap flexibility to do it. Yeah, they can do I that. think in the long term, though, you know, you're going to move either Shea or Pesci this summer because you're not going to be able to resign both of them long term. And Pesci's the one who makes the most sense. He's more valuable as a right shot defenseman, for one thing. Yeah. But he's also got there's less tread on his tires. He's been beat up a little bit over the years. He's had some surgeries. Um, he plays a little rougher game, gets hurt a little more. Um, so I think he's the one you're going to, you're going to try to move if you can't resign him to a deal that you like. And, and obviously they haven't been able to do that. Um, but they're, you know, they also have interest in Eric Carlson who, you know, plays no defense whatsoever, but is an absolute offensive power. I mean, this is a guy who just won the Norris trophy, despite, mm -hmm. you know, being a complete liability in his own end. He's that good. He's like Sandus Ogilinch, but what Sandus Ogilinch was supposed to be, um, not that the hurricanes should be going and trading for offense for <laughs> defenders like that, but. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a deep. Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe appreciates it though. He's a good <laughs> I know. Big Ozil and fan. 
Um, yeah. But, you know, you, you, they have the flexibility then to, to do something like that if San Jose retains a bunch of salary. But you're jumping, Joe, do you have, I'll, I'll die. raising the finger? No, 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 go ahead. I, I, you're going to love my next point. <laughs> okay. But, you know, if, if, and it's the same thing with Tara Vining. If, if you don't think you're going to re-sign him or you don't think you can re-sign him, yeah. now is the time to trade him for the most value. I, I would love to see them go through the season with those six guys on defense. I think that's almost impregnable. Um, and then if a guy gets hurt, you, you basically not only have the deepest defense in the league, you have the deepest defense in the league minus one of those guys. Uh, and it just gives you, I think that would just be, be amazing, but you know, I think they need to still need to upgrade at center. Um, you know, I don't know that, that KK is necessarily the guy you want to be counting on there, especially with the, the odometer ticking on Jordan stall. Um, and that means maybe having to give something up. So yeah, I think that the Pesci situation is the same as Caravine you're in a position where, um, you've got to make a decision now or risk losing them for nothing. And that's just part of the sport. And with Pesci and Shea, you know, you could end up trading both those guys if you don't think you can re-sign them long-term at a reasonable yeah. number uh, if you have guys to replace them. So, you know, the addition of Orlov creates the flexibility to make those moves. You're not – if they trade Pesci right now, as long as they can add a guy, a decent guy, they're not hurting themselves because Orlov, despite being a left shot, you know, does just give them that, that elite blue liner that, that helps you there. Sorry. All right, Joe, I got to hear what you got to say. Yeah, so the hockey season ends this year, the playoffs. Canes go out, and your first column after it ending, you're like, hey, man, the Canes, they got to get a little bit tougher, got to get a little grittier, got to add a little sandpaper, right? Uh, I'm, I'm correctly summarizing. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's even a little nasty. Your first yeah. postmortem column. Yeah. Okay, back in the day, the Canes under Jim Rutherford, who had an F and jihad against you, would have never done what you said to do, ever. <laughs> Okay. Over the fourth, I see Kane signed Michael Bunning. And listen, I don't follow hockey, obviously, as much as you do. I, I have a cursory knowledge of hockey. You've always known this. So I'm looking up Bunning and I'm looking at, oh, okay. Well, now, wait a second. He's in the top 10 in, in, in penalty, man. Well, now, I'm, a, I'm slightly worried that he's got some CJ Leslie in him from high school, right? Like, uh, hey, man, I played with John Wall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slightly worried about that Austin Matthews part. But now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wait a second. They did. Exactly what Luke told them to do. Mm -hmm. Rutherford hated you so much that out of spite, he never would have done something like And you credit for being like, hey, here's something that would make sense. For make sense team, yeah. And then the team, instead of being like, well, no, we can't do that because Luke doesn't want us to do that. <laughs> does the smart thing. It's funny. You know, the funny thing is, though, Joe, and maybe and look, I have a great relationship with Rod. It's not, you know, he and I are, and Jimmy and I had a a good relationship. I we were combative, but it's right. been, if you're doing that job right, like you were with Debbie, like the story you just told, you have you do go back and forth about stuff. And Debbie would never have done anything that you said she should right. do. Um, in in the million, just for that reason alone, and that's fine. That's the way it works sometimes. But I think didn't Rod go on with you guys and say we don't need to get tougher? Like wasn't that his? He said, Didn't he tell you guys like? Well, he was but, worried about fake. Tough. He was he was worried about fake, fake tough. tough. He was worried about yeah. Fake. No, all right, well, that's fine. But yeah, you know, I mean, you could some people in Toronto would say that Michael Bunting is fake tough <laughs> because you know he draws a lot of penalties. Yeah, and then when that became a deal, when he became the penalty drawer in the Toronto media, the ref stopped calling those penalties, which is great. You're bringing in a guy to Carolina who's mm. concerned he's getting a bad deal from the refs. What can go wrong in this market with a guy like that? Um, but he does. He and you know Orlov too. Orlov's a tough little uh, tough sucker. little nut. He's a tough, tough little nut. nut. Yeah, he's a little nut. Let's bring it all together. <laughs> Let's bring it all together, Luke. 
Um, so yeah, yeah, so no, um, it's they they did address some of that to be sure. And um, you know, the other thing Michael Bunting does, and and Joe, I think it's the opposite of CJ and John Wall. He scores goals. I mean, not a ton, but he scores goals, and he knows how to play with good players. He's a great third wheel. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of experience being the guy who goes and gets the puck. He has a Are lot of experience ready? being being the guy who stands in front of the net and gets hit with someone else's shot. And honestly, isn't that what the Hurricanes really need? Is like is like a a Stephen Nason who can skate, mm-hmm. who can get in the way and just go do those things. And I, you know, Jordan He's Martin does garbage. some of that. Yeah. They just they just needed more of that. And again, it's we have to say this every time because people lose the plot. It has nothing to do with fighting, right? Fighting's irrelevant. You don't want Ryan Reeves. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, the, the Rangers had Ryan Reeves on their rosters two years ago, and it wasn't like the, Hur- the Hurricanes were cowering in fear. He had no impact on that series whatsoever. It was the other 19 Rangers skaters who beat him, uh, really the one in net. But it's not about fighting. But you got to be able to stand up for yourself. And that's why, to me, the, the pivotal moment for the Hurricanes, and it was too late against the Panthers, was the cup check. Yeah. And, at, yeah. at the end of which was the second oh, period right. of game four. Right. First period of game four, whichever period it was. That was the only time in that entire series they were the aggressor. Yep. And they dominated that game from that point on. And, you know, they dominated the other three games too, but they needed more of that. This idea that we're going to play the right way and be rewarded, it doesn't work. I mean, it works sometimes, but you're putting so much in the hands of other people in chance. I think you got to take a stupid penalty once in a while Mm -hmm. just to kind of do it. And, you know, they did a little of that against the Devils more they were a little feistier in the devil series the islanders were the feistier team they showed a little more spunk in the devil series and then they didn't show any against the panthers none yeah and uh, the you know radko gudis is punching jack jury in the face along the board and everybody's just kind of standing around going you know uh, you can't do that what you're doing is illegal that's illegal what you're doing is illegal. officer I, officer i did think no, it was that's, uh, that's the guy in the boat at weekend at bernie's when oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 I, I did think it was notable that the only other players who had the goal scoring prowess as bunting were the Kachuk brothers in, in terms of penalty mm-hmm. minutes. When I looked at the list, yeah. I was like, Oh, well, this the anti lady Bing winners. Yeah. Like, wait a second. Yeah. Th- this is the guy who just beat the Cades. Oh, well, we'll close. We'll close on this. Are you ready for, uh, you ready for the galaxy brain take? That's eventually going to take hold in the regular season. If like, let's, so they, let's say they go out and get Tarasenko or the Carlson thing comes through, they go out and get a proven goal scorer, which is what they want. Isn't that, isn't that, that's, that's what this whole off season's about, right? We got to go get that dude. Isn't that what it's about? You know, no, I think the whole off season's about we run it back. I think you go back to what Dundon said right after it is we should have beat the Panthers. Let's keep this group together, upgrade yeah. a couple spots, but I, let's, let's do it again. We brought back Freddie. We brought back Ronce. We got Peter back in net. We got three goalies for the price of one and a half. We're sure. Gonna, we're going to bring back um, all of our forwards so far for the most part. See, I think, and, I, think there's, I think it's a run it back plus some, not upgrades, but doing the outsmarting the room thing that Dundon likes to do as the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes with Tulski. Okay. Where th- th- that's where the Tony D'Angelo obsession comes into play, right? Yeah, that's to me, that's a different thing. I, I think, I think that, so. I think they. I think with with Pesci, they're in the same boat. They have their in their head. What I mean, I appreciate the Canes. They're very upfront about what they think when it comes to these things. They think you're worth X, and if you if you're not down with that, well, then by all means, go somewhere else. And it goes back to that conversation we had with Rod too, where he talks about people. I got more money, but I miss being here. So that's where you get a little bit of that hometown discount that's come through here. I just feel like there's still one big move they want to make. Yeah, no, and that's I said earlier, I still think there's an upgrade at center. 
Okay. I still think for this team to really, but that's not necessarily that goal score. I mean, honestly, okay. you get Svechnikov back, you add Bunting, you know, goal score, and and then you add Orlov, who gen, is not a big point producer, but generates a lot of offense analytically. Um, See, and that's what I'm getting at analytically. And that's where the galaxy brain takes going to come in. We're going to get to the point where somebody's going to start asking if we haven't already been there. I'm just waiting for that truly proven goal score that's come from somewhere else to get into yeah. Rod's system and then not produce the same way. And then people go, well, see, it's Rod's system. It's Rod, it's Rod's system. He's taking him as far as that's the galaxy that. brain take. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think you're going to get to if you don't add a winger who scored 35 goals in this league, it's going to be like it's like they didn't do anything at the deadline again. You know, they didn't do anything in free agency, even though they spent like 20. That was last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Um, sorry. I I have to admit, I'm not. You know, no, no, man. You're on vacation. I'm behind. I'm good. The other thing too about podcast form versus radio form is that we can repeat ourselves all the time on the radio because you got people coming in and all in and out. You got people like 15 minutes. The problem now is like. Oh, man, they're talking about this again. Skip, 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 skip. I'll just say this on that note, on the galaxy brain note. I've I've seen a couple people say like, oh, damn, they're going for it. Look at they spent money in free agency. Like they never do that. They're going for it. And like, that's true. But like the Orlov deals for two years. Yeah. One thing is a very reasonable price for a guy who did what he did. I think wanted out of Toronto. Like the D'Angelo trade, if that happens, like I'm hoping maybe Orlov means that we put this TDA thing to the side. I think it's um, going to happen because they're going to trade Pesci. Well, I mean, there's that too. But if they get Carlson, then they don't need another right shot. Yeah, fair, anyway. fair, 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 fair. My argument is they didn't do anything different. Okay. They did the same thing they always do. The same thing they're trying to do trading for the antelope. They have their weaponizing cap space. Hey, we can't sign a bunch of guys for long-term deals because we got to re-sign Shea or Pesci and Ajo's mm-hmm. contract kicks in next year and blah, blah, blah. All right, Dimitri Orlov will take a two-year deal. Let's go yeah. overpay. You know, it's the same thing as trading for Patrick Marlowe, buying him out and getting a first round pick. Um, you know, Bunting, here's a guy who maybe you overpay a hair for him, but he's exactly what you need. Um, and and Toronto can't, you know, make an attempt to re-sign him because of their cap issues. It's just the goalies, like, hey, you know, can Freddie play 50 games? Probably not. But you put Freddie and Ranta and Peter could check off together, and you get 35 to 40 out of Freddie and 25 out of Ronson. It makes total sense. Now you got you got three goalies for $7 million. I mean, there's teams paying goalies $9, $10 million. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I don't know that Freddie can, you know, play being number one over the course of the season at this point in his career with his injury issues, but he showed in the playoffs he can win you a Stanley Cup. He's mm-hmm. not the reason they lost to the Panthers, not by a long shot. He, he got beat by the guy in the other net, but it wasn't his fault. So – I mean, it just seems to me they're doing what they always do. They're 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 going after distressed assets, whether that's Carlson or Tarasenko or Tony D'Angelo again. Um, and they're weaponizing cap space. And those are the two things this team does better than anybody. Luke.com, this news and observer. We appreciate the time. Next time uh, we want you to do uh, the interview hit from a Shibumi shade. Can you do that? Yeah, but well, it's gonna have to be on mobile. I don't know if this thing. Oh yeah, it'll, t- it'll totally work because we talked. We talked to uh, to Dane, one of the co-founders of Shibumi, earlier before we brought you on, and oh. he, apparently they've come out with. They don't advertise this apparently, but they've come up with a newer material that's not as loud. I feel like we can put this to the test, but by doing a remote hit under a Shibumi shade. Yeah, but I got I got to be honest with you. I got the OG Shibumi. That thing is bleached out. We got all the <laughs> all the beach cred. Um, yeah. so yeah. mine's gonna be loud. Each credit, you get credit yeah. for that. Like, yeah, I was here at the beginning, 
Fine. Like honestly, we look on the beach and it's like blue green, blue green, blue green, blue green, blue green, yeah. fake garbage bag shibumi. Like those <laughs> janky, those are hilarious. Like I took a picture of a guy setting one up and he was kind of like looking at me taking a picture. And I was like, dude, you dude. buy a fake shibumi that's tacky, people are gonna take pictures. And then yeah. anyway, blue green, and you get to ours, and it's like blue, white, blue, green, blue, green, blue, green. So I don't know, I don't be proud of that, but. We, we, we were an early adopter. We love it. We got a cool cabana for when it's not windy. Yeah. It's just the way you got to roll. All right, Luke. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy the rest of your beach time. See you guys. All right. It's the <laughs> OG Shaboomies, man. OG Shaboomies. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. We're moving on. Have you downloaded threads yet? No, and I didn't know what you were talking about when you said threads. Yeah, so we have yet another Twitter clone. Okay. So you're saying this has a chance, though, because it's IG, which is really Facebook, which is really Zuck. Zuck. Well, th- um, okay. So let's, it has a start, chance. Let's start. You're well, saying. not necessarily. I mean, the guy's insisting on VR, and that's gone nowhere. Like Horizon yeah, Worlds have like 58 but, active users. But here, you, you mentioned Mark Zuckerberg. Sometimes you have masturbatory performances for a reason. That's right? fine. That's fine. Because you're bored, you're rich, you got to come exactly. up with Exactly. Let's, let's process this for a second, all right? Because Zuckerberg, who runs Meta, which is Facebook, and sure. has basically fed you garbage app. I mean, Facebook is a garbage app. And Instagram, which used to be a cool app that I took pictures on, has become a garbage app over time because they insist on making money off of Reels and XYZ. They got to keep people on the app, right? If I, if I were to go on Instagram right now, I'm seeing less from the people I actually want to see from, and I'm getting fed nonstop Disney influencers. I looked at one, I was one. Say, who made that choice, sir. Me. I have, <laughs> hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Or I'm sorry. It's, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. So like I looked at one like old school Disney commercial, right? From like, an account called Disney Days Gone By or something. And now I get influencers telling me about, you got to try this new cookie. No, I don't want to try this new cookie, regardless. So let's not act like Facebook and Instagram are these wonderful apps these days. They've been ruined just like everything else on the internet. Are you familiar with the term, the inshittification of the net? No. Okay. This was uh, coined by, I think it was Corey Doctorow, who's been like an internet guy for a really, really long time. Um, I think he was part of the, the old boing, boing uh, internet. Anyway, regardless. It ties all the way back to the days of Prodigy, like the first online internet providers. Wow. And that essentially every <laughs> online product that has ever existed starts out great. Sure. The community builds it up. It becomes this thing that the users power. But then the tech bros get mad because, well, wait a minute. We got to start making money off this. And it becomes a, all right, time for you to buy stuff. Therefore, the inshittification of the internet occurs. And it's happened with everything. Every app has its moment, and then it gets inshittificated because the tech bros have to find money or they need an exit strategy, X, Y, Z, right? So here we are now with threads. I feel like you just explained the problem with the modern media, but you did it. You summed it up. I summed it up just like that. I mean, I didn't come up with the phrase. Let's I'm just chase this high. Let's chase the dragon. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> and I'm, wait a second. We're going to make money off of this dragon. Oh, crap. Hold on. I mean, who knows? Maybe that'll happen to us. The point is that oh, we sell ads, sir. I know. The point <laughs> we is have an actual business model that, that 
Elon Musk has done such a horrendous job as the owner of Twitter right. that we're all – think about this. We're all running to Zuckerberg to save us. The guy who's been part of privacy scandals, the guy who – you want to talk about chasing the dragon – ruined the media business ruined yeah. newspapers yeah because they gave him he was part of it yeah false info on videos remember the whole pivot to video that's zuck's problem he made that happen and people lost jobs because of that because people were just chasing the facebook algorithm and then they can just one day go ah, um ah, we're gonna change our algorithm today and it screwed everybody all right so this is who you're dealing with and we're all like Sign me up. I need my friends. Let's go. I'm going to try to do this as gently as possible. Yeah. This is the the girl in college who thinks oh boy. the former boyfriend is the only boyfriend that she could possibly have. Ah. So she's like, well, I broke up with him, but man, I got to go back to him. He's the only one. Mm-hmm. Not realizing, look at all of these things out here. Yeah. So in our minds, right? And you say... Facebook's dead or whatever it is. No, it's is dead. Or it's garbage it's, or whatever. Garbage. The truth of the matter is, it still hasn't. And it does kind of remind me of newspapers. 20 years ago, newspapers, it was, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? And I would sit there and I would say, I mean, life expectancy of these, these 40-year-olds, you would think you got a good, solid another 25 years. I mean, it's solid. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you super, super serve that group? Yeah. And, and okay, if it ends in 25 years, it ends in 25 years, but you still have those 25 years. Mm-hmm. Same premise. Now it's like, well, the, oh, I'm old, right? We're old by social media terms, yes, by social media terms. Our, most of our generation and, uh, and 10 and 20 plus years are on Facebook. Yes. So you have a captive audience. To your point, this is, this you is have what a I, captive audience. To your point, this is what I was leading to with threads last week or earlier this week can't remember what show it was. We talked about how sports Twitter is essentially dying. Yes. Last night was pretty fascinating because all these other Twitter clones have popped up. Mastodon. Yeah, you keep Blue naming Sky. them. I, don't, I can't keep I mean, up. there's five different Twitter clones at this sure. point in time, right? And Blue Sky, I've tried it. Like, it's tough to get traction. Like, do I have to go and follow? Like, I have to go refollow people? There's sure. no real, like, import no, tool. It's hard for us. It's re. I, I got to rebuild. Like, man, I got, like, 26,000 followers yeah, we on have Twitter. A legit I got, Twitter following. I got to so build this crap. Yeah. Right. So to your point about the olds, well, sports fans are older. Old millennials. Yes. They, they are effing killing us. Yes. Yes. So it's millennials <laughs> who are sports fans, our generation, whether you're Gen X, me being Oregon Trail. Yeah. And then you got the older generations who truly care about sports. And they're all hanging out on those types of apps, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. Whereas Gen Z is not spending as much time no. Or watching sports for that matter. No. I mean, how many times have we talked about how Gen Z is quote unquote killing sports? Millennials never did that. Millennials get blamed for all sorts of stuff, even though they're in their 30s. Millennials are actually sports Millennials fans. Millennials don't want to pay for shit. That's, that's what they've And killed. that's fine. But they are still sports fans. So they gravitate towards where sports stuff is. And what was the beauty of Twitter versus every other social media platform is that the real time tweeting yes. helped with watching sports. Correct. Okay. It felt like a sports bar with all your friends watching something at the same time. Live events and Twitter are just chef's kiss Mm -hmm. before they started feeding you for you or, you know, lifting up stupid blue checks and all stuff. It was great for that sort of stuff. So I've tried Blue Sky. I didn't mess with Mastodon because it sounded confusing. Reddit's its own beast. Nothing Nothing could match that. 
So I signed up for Threads. You know why Threads is actually going to take sports Twitter over to that app? Because all the people who are already inclined to like sports have already signed up for Instagram. Okay. It already had an install base. I think they got to 10 million signups already within 24, less than 24 hours. And I started seeing Adam Schefter, Woj, Shams. Shams actually were the first ones on there. He actually got a, a beta to be established and ready to go. So if those insiders are starting to gravitate towards threads, which they never did with Macedon, right? they never did with Blue Sky, because they understand that their demographics are more likely to be hanging out there, well, you might actually start seeing that shift over to threads. All right, I'll, I'll try. Now, the problem is, again, it's new. It's kind of chaotic. I'm getting a stuff fed to me algorithmically. I don't mind it right now because it's actually helping me rediscover people. Sure. But, you know, the people who are inclined to check us out were already on Instagram and my follow list skyrocketed. Like I was like 500 follows. I'm still struggling with like 20 followers on on Blue Sky because, again, the audience that is likely to like sports is already there because they're older. So the thing that Threads needs to do, and apparently they're working on it right now, is they do need to come up with a chronological order thing. Now, again, this is another example of you and I just being old. I like chronological order. Yes. It makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't need this Inception shit. I don't need that. Yeah. But what's funny is that the younger demographics do not care about no, that stuff. Don't. TikTok has basically broken them of anything chronological. They just want to see good stuff all the time. So that's what's <laughs> happening on... Their big Quentin Tarantino thing. Really, it doesn't matter. The end. That's fine. I don't care if this TikTok <laughs> is six months old. I don't care. I just want good stuff. <laughs> I need my chronological order. If they finally come away with that, and they got until football season to do that, if they come up with a chronological order feature where the only people that I follow I get to see and it happens in order, well, then that actually might be the final nail in the coffin for Twitter for a speaking, lot of people. Speaking of TikTok, can I read the lyrics? Because our, our former producer, yeah, Jonathan Rand, yeah, our yeah, forever yeah. producer, yes. Jonathan Rand. Yes. So uh, uh, this margarita song has <laughs> obviously crept into my timeline. Yes. So I keep hearing, give me one margarita. I'm going to give you Drake May, which I sent to you and Rand today. Mm -hmm. Just just so you know that Acapella the News stays alive. Rand, within uh, within the hour, comes up with, give me two margaritas. I'll make FSU stay. <laughs> give me three margaritas. No divisions to play. Give me four margaritas. Where's Ui? Ungalale. Oh, boy. So good. Oh, boy. So good. Love it. Love it. Got to do it. What's up next? What's up next? I need him to do the Tennessee Orange, but Wolfpack Red. That's what yeah. I need Rand to do. All right, let's answer some Hey Joe questions brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Uh, shout out to Anthony for sponsoring this segment. Drop on by Oakwood Pizza Box in downtown Raleigh. Check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. Let's get to Juan. Hey, Joe, why did Raleigh decide that having plenty of parking and multiple egress <laughs> options was too good at the fairgrounds and moved it to Dorothea Dix where you can sit for an hour after walking two miles? Well, Juan, I'll explain it to you. There's been a concerted effort, and I and I agree with this. I agree with this. A concerted effort to make Dorothea Dix Raleigh's sure. central park. And you've seen other examples of this uh, in other cities where they take old state property and turn it into a multifunctioning, multi-purpose gathering space for everybody. I, I like it, but to your point, yeah, 
it's a bit of a pain in the ass to get. Yeah, out of I'm all for growth in downtown Raleigh. I'm all for using the spaces to, to their best and maximizing them and getting people down here because I love downtown Raleigh. Yeah, yeah. But there are certain events where life was easier, and sometimes we change things because we act like you know. Sometimes you just don't have to fix something that's not broken. Mm-hmm. And the and the fireworks at the fairgrounds were absolutely. Not, not broken. broken. No, not broken. Uh, from Andrew, hey Joe, which day is uh, the day that gets less accomplished at work? Day after the Super Bowl or day after July 4th? That's an easy answer. It's day after July 4th. We, we didn't even do a show day after July 4th. We would always do a show yeah. day after the Super well, Bowl. Well, for us. For yes, us. But I think in general, the day after the Super Bowl, you know my feelings on this. All the NFL has to do I know. is add one more open date to its calendar and they will be landing on President's Day and for at least you won't have to go through the school uh, carpool line that yeah, day. That's so. fair. That's fair. All right. From JC Fox, hey, Joe, so what's going to be or what already has been the first big purchase that you can tell your wife is a tax write-off purpose for the pod? Ooh. Well, I mean, it's it's Hulu. That's the tax write-off now. Yeah. For real, for real. It's a, it's a write-off now. Yeah. I'm, I haven't talked to you about this, but uh-oh. I'm thinking about a car. No, you're not. I am. No, you're not. I am. Why are you thinking about a car? Put the wrap on it no, or get it no, painted? No, no. I'm thinking about it. Absolutely not. I'm contemplating it. Absolutely not. We don't have the money for that. He's throwing a bottle group. I mean, are we talking trade? Not trade. We're talking OG Mobile. <laughs> An OG Mobile. Think about it. How many times have you been driving down the road and you see something on a car and you're like, hmm, I wonder what that is. Well, who gets it? Hmm. Ooh, it's a, it's, I'm the one who needs a car. Not yeah. you. You just got a new car. Yeah. So you need a car. So that's what this is really about. We don't have the budget. We thinking, have Let's thinking. Can we, can I just pay, said I'm can thinking. We, can we pay ourselves first before we? Well, we do need to do We, that. we yes. buy a sunk cost. Can we do that? <laughs> the car's a write-off. No, the car. <laughs> no. No. All right. I was going to say, I haven't really hey, said, man, we're spitballing. Look, I haven't really <laughs> said, it's funny, you know, again, transparency of the podcast, Joe's the money guy. And I have questions as to whether or not I should really let that happen. <laughs> I hate dealing with money. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to, that's like the that's, first that's time. That's a no. I'm going to put my foot down on <laughs> that one. No, right. no we're, not, we're not getting a podcast car. <laughs> right. That is not a thing. <laughs> on tax day, you might come back to me and say, Hey, you know what we really needed? I mean, look, you want to look, I'm expensing stickers, stickers. You know, that's like 30 bucks, dude. Cups, the color changing cups, 50 of them, hundred bucks. Like that's a write-off. It's not going to help us on tax day. A Jeep. And of course you're going to want the one that you can take the top off. It's the four door. Can I take it to the beach? Ooh, exactly. I didn't even think about a Jeep. I was yeah. just thinking of maybe a truck. He's throwing one group. Come on, man. I know they got it all. Like, good. Uh, we'll close on this from Triangle Sports Ball. Hey, Joe, how do I bet on the NBA Summer Ooh, League? Very carefully. <laughs> very Jeez. carefully. Check those lineups. Also, you're going to find a team that cares and plays. Like, it was last year, Oklahoma City. Like, they were balling out and they yeah. had their first year guys there. They had uh, Josh Giddy there. And of course, uh, Chet Holmgren, the short lived career of Chet Holmgren. But just check check those rosters, and you can always do first half bets too. Yeah. Because you know the starters will play in the first half. Gets a little wonky in that third quarter. All that's right. when you go live line and, and take the team that's down. All right, I lied. One, uh, one more because this is important. This is from Nick. Uh, not so much a question as a comment. Saw you at the grocery store on Monday. Must have been the Harris Teeter there off of um, Falls. And felt too embarrassed to introduce myself and tell you what a big fan I am. Felt that you would prefer to shop in peace. It's all good, man. 
Just just walk no, up man. and say five stars. Only. Five stars. Yeah, positive vibes only. Yep. So if uh, you see us out at a brewery, grocery store, golf course, which is where Joe yeah. might be, or the Heaster Automotive Group, where Joe is apparently shopping for Jeeps, <laughs> just come up Gonna and put the wrap on it or get it painted. That, that was my only debate. Now you're now you're saying no. So up to see. <sighs> Regrets. <laughs> Regrets. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition. We, uh, again, program, if you've made it this far in the podcast, we will be doing another show on Friday. So we'll see you then. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.